Hi, everybody. Uh, before we start this episode, I just wanted to give a shout out to our guest that we have tonight, uh, Lewis Burns. He's the reason that a lot of you are probably listening to this. He he sent in a message about our podcast to the Nerdist Community Corkboard, right? Yeah, um, just a really super nice thing that nobody asked him to do, and he we didn't even ask him to be a guest yet. And he, he even um, forgot to put his name on it. He did. Um, Chris Hardwick called him guy who forgot to write his name in the email. We just want to say thank you to the guy who forgot to write his name. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, guy. Thanks Cheers to you. Guy so Burns. here's his episode that he was on. <laughs> Good news, everyone. Then where are we now? Do you have idiots on your planet? You're obviously confused. It's me, Zoidberg, remember from high school? Hello, you're listening to The Slurmcast, a podcast for no raising. Today we will be discussing Futurama Season 1, Episode 10, A Flight to Remember. With your host, Tommy Roulette. How's it going? Pete Woodward. That's me. And I'm Rick Horchie. Joining us today is our special guest, Mr. Lewis Burns. How are you doing, Lewis? Ahoy, hoy. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for uh, for joining us. Thank you. I love being here already. Uh, already? I, I have something to ask you right off the bat. Wait, I have something to ask Peter Wait, right off the bat. What, what about Purple Rain? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a classic American film. <laughs> Made by a really genius artist who is sadly gone too soon you, you due to well the said. scourge of drugs. Horchie, you do work with a lot of pesticides. Are you sure you're not talking about work? Um, oh, yeah, when it, when it rains down. Yeah. The, the, the purple rain usually comes out of his boombox. So, Lewis, <laughs> the, yes. just say the name of this television program that we're talking about. Futurama? God damn it. <laughs> You're the no, only one. There's no, I played you the thing. Ram? I know I know what you played me. There's but, no RAM. There's no RAM. Unless you're from the Midwest. <laughs> but I, I, I want that to be sort of a a show starter from now on. Yeah. Ask everyone how to pronounce the show. Yeah. And we'll find your uh oh, Slurama, Slurama. oh I can I can pronounce it Slurmcost. <laughs> <laughs> so Lewis, uh Yes, sir. I, Here's a here's a little yeah, bit sure. of uh, just uh, just tantalizing trivia for our listener. Mm-hmm. Um, you 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 were in a band with Tom uh, in, when he was in high school, and, and you might have been in high school. Were you in high school? I was just out of high school. Uh, he was just in high school. Re- related to Futurama, you guys school. had a robot in your band. We did have a robot, uh, Rupert D. A, ro- a robot. A, a robot. Ro- ro- a robot. A robot. A robot. A Erotic. Erotic. A robot. A robot. A robot. As Bender would say, um, a robot, and his name was Rupert D. Robot. Uh, and uh, he, he was, was tragically killed, wasn't he? He was tragically killed with a switchblade knife by a rogue fan, uh, fanned or fan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was. A, although I don't think he was no, a fan. It was a member of another band we played with. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Jumped up it was on a while ago. And just. And then, af- him. and then after he was killed, he was put as a deflated balloon in a coffin guitar case uh, on stage. Yeah, we had a funeral. W- was that the the show where we were all dressed up uh, as zombies and every other word was brains? 
And I think so. people we got changed. really pissed off. At I think us. we changed every word, <laughs> every, every song to, to brains. To be fair, yeah. I never saw one fun machine show <laughs> where the entire audience wasn't pissed off. I've at never you been in a room where they, everyone wasn't pissed off at Lewis. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. I mean, it's, that's very true. Yeah. I am extremely annoying. I, I am right now. I'm really hoping that it's carrying through the the you know the 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 digital uh, sound waves or what? Yeah, the ether. It's funny people. You bring up hearts. the fun machine with Lewis, but we didn't. Uh, but now with Dan, <laughs> last time, last episode with Dan, who was also in the fun machine. <laughs> him. <laughs> Actually, uh, Dan was in another band with you two. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, Lewis. I was in a band with Dan too. So I'm I, like, I've managed to not be in a band with any. Of our murder really was the, I mean, all, the, our all the better was off also for it. Murdered on stage, <laughs> stabbed by a uh, member of another band. We haven't heard from Glenn Glaze lately. Maybe we have uh, we have a new episode coming out tomorrow. Maybe he'll chime in. So speaking of Dan, uh, you used to live <laughs> with him. And he told us on the, the episode he was on that he had seen Futurama. He wasn't really that into it. But when you guys lived together, you watched it so much that eventually it grew on him and it became, you know, one of his favorite shows, as it is for so, a lot of us in our friend group. Yeah, of, so uh, uh, I, I'm glad he's he brought it up. He's also kind of ashamed. He kind of was ashamed that you... Well, okay, so... So let's talk about that, I too. was I was quite pissed off at myself for... Uh, uh, in retrospect, that I didn't know about this show, and well, let me ask you: How did you come into it? Like you, you were watching it before he was. Funny, funny, you should mention that. I'm about to say that. Uh, hey, do me a favor. Tell tell me a story about about how you uh, got into Futurama. Sure thing. Tell hey, me I about was... how you're going to tell me about it. <laughs> anyway, so we were living together, and uh, I believe we got uh, Comedy Central uh, or whatever uh, the show was being rerun on. And I watched one show, and I can't remember if it was the first show or not, but it was definitely part of the first season. Mm -hmm. And just by watching that one show, I ran out to uh, the local electronics store and bought the entirety of the first season. Um, Why didn't you just, just order it once? off uh, Amazon? No, that, Amazon that's good because... That was well, before the wanted immediately. I know. But... Up until that point, the story you were telling sounded like kind of bullshit compared to the story Dan told. But now that there's the purchasing but of he the didn't first tell season this story about Lewis. Exactly. Uh, Dan told a slightly different story. He so said he already had them all. So there's No, 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 no. Lewis, when Dan moved in with him, he said he already had the... No, there was... No, a, there was he okay, said there Lewis was, bought the first season. I wasn't season. paying attention. There was, okay, so part of the story that I have told is bullshit because well, wait wait where exactly did the garden remember. gnome fall into it <laughs> wait you came on here to tell lies lewis no because no. the episode with dan hasn't this come is out a yet. podcast so of truth. there's i mean there was a garden gnome yeah that got mistaken for a real little person yeah yeah that's uh, all, true. all based on the the uh, hat that happened to get misplaced well, then there's yeah. you buying the full set of dvds at Circuit City, but that's suspect because Circuit City had already gone out of business by the time you did this. Yeah. So I, I, my okay, whole world so, is a lie. So hold on, hold on. One you know fact, who's behind this? Gene and Chuck, I bet. One fact we do know is that it was uh, 2002 to 2003 that we were living together. Okay. Okay, so um, the first season airing in 1999 mm -hmm. had already been on DVD, right? So I believe I bought it at the record exchange... Um, but it was all based on me watching one episode. 
Now, the part that I lied about was uh, that uh, I don't remember if Dan brought it up to me, if I brought it up to Dan, or if a third party showed both of us, and and that's when we saw it. I bet it but was I remember, garden gnome. I remember seeing it was the garden gnome who brought it up to us. That's what it was. Um, I remember seeing an episode, uh, or uh, episode. Yeah, if I'm gonna say it. Okay. And <laughs> uh, um, um episode in uh, our house. <laughs> and uh, or 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 a house house. <laughs> apartment and uh uh we watched one episode and i fell in love with it and i went out and bought the whole first season more more importantly than we just ad nauseum this more importantly than this detailed story that that pete dragged out of you what was it about this first episode and if you don't remember specifically what episode it was what was it about the the spirit of the show that i don't i don't have to wonder that i'm asking uh to explain it to to our listener can Um, we all say it on on the count of three because we all (laughs) know why uh, no, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think I have like a Counting one word up to three or down. From okay. three. I was just going to be like one, two, three. And then we all say why. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. On the count of three, we're all going to say, and Lewis included, uh, why you loved this show so much that you went out and bought the DVDs. All right. Ready on the count. Of th- you do the countdown. All right. One, two, three. Gratuitous nudity. Gratuitous nudity. Oh. We all said different things. But <laughs> really, I why? think he was. Uh, I think it was he was gratuitous right, alien nudity. Yes, uh, I, I think it was the pure fact that there was someone out there as nerdy as I am making that, a show like this that made a show oh, okay. like yeah, that. You know what I mean? That was what I would thought. It was, it Same was, here. I mean, it, that's my it, reason like, too. It, it, and you have to remember at, in. You know, in that time, you were wearing onions were on your belt. Cool. The yeah, whole we deal. didn't have uh, a bunch of shows on Adult Swim or whatever right. other channel, yeah. or, or on YouTube or all these like little nerds you know, weren't cool. You know, cartoons were not necessarily for adults. This I, that um, point might have been like the nascent Adult Swim period, though. Like I think Aqua Teen Hunger Force was, was probably right on by two thousand two, two thousand three. Okay, right around that. It was yeah. right yeah. before. But you know what? Who was watching it? Like. A very small. Percent that was the nerds. that was the beginning of the nerd ascendance. It's the very beginning, yeah. I think I think Futurama maybe came out like a few two years too early for like certain oh, yeah. people to yeah, like it did. really get into there, it. Yeah, and that's a, why you you're getting people that were fans like after the third season or whatever, and then going back yeah. and watching the rest of it. There's a lot of shows like that. I don't have any good examples, but you know, we there's a lot of shows that we like that were on for a season or two that had they have come out a few years later when, you know, because you had a, you know, you had the, the big networks, you had a couple of, you know, you had the, your handful of cable channels that would have original shows. But at the same time, it's not like now where instead of trying to get the cheers audience, trying to get, Oh, we got to make the show a billion people have to watch it or it's going to get canceled. Now it's like, Oh right. no, there's so many it, streaming sites like, you know, it might make sense to start a podcast about a show that's 17 exactly, years old that like five and people wasn't all that whatever, popular you know, to begin like, with. Who would ever do that? A bunch of damn morons. Speaking of that particular show that this particular show is about. Cheers? Uh, no, that's, uh, that's Jeff Tate's podcast. Three's Company. Come on. We'll get there. Mr. Roper. Um, <laughs> I like this episode much, much better Pete, than the we're last We're getting one. so close to the singularity you've been talking about. 
when uh when I thought about this episode, um, I was like, oh, I don't know, that's the Titanic one. I don't want to watch that. And I was talking to uh, Lewis, your brother, Sean, about it. And um, he's like, oh, no, it has this, this, and this in it. And I'm like, oh, that's a pretty good episode. And then I looked ahead a, a couple episodes, and I'm like, oh, we're about to get into, like, some really the oh, real yes. bang for the buck now, episodes. Yeah, yeah. See, I think I think this, this episode was the first of the mock episodes. Where they started doing uh, big references or big right. homages to, uh, homages to, so to what, movies or, or I TV shows. I forget which or, one of you usually does the general description. Is that Tommy? or It's my job now, yeah. I believe. Yes. Um, this episode is about basically the professor, they all go on a company vacation on a spaceship known as the Titanic. And Zep Brannigan's in it. My favorite part is right at the beginning when they, he says the Titanic and just that ominous like tone. <laughs> There's yeah. something I that was one of the funny things at the very beginning too in the cold open was where the professor's like to reward you for my countless violations of safety and minimum wage. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 that was great. <laughs> because I, I've never actually gone on a company vacation. I have to go on one. It's not really a vacation. Like, it's a... It's a retreat. It's yeah, sort of a retreat. retreat. I've done that, in too. A, yeah. In a couple months, I'm going to Dallas for one of these. And, um, I mean, on the one hand, I'm looking forward to it. But on the other, I'm sure it's fraught with peril. Yeah, you know, like one I don't think I don't think the Doubletree in Dallas is going to... Get crashed into a bunch of stuff or sink into the ground. But are you going? You're not. You uh, never know. Vacationing hard enough. That's right. Are you going to Cannibalon? No. Okay. They go. Okay, so they go to Cannibalon, but Bender comes back all like ravaged too. Like, were they robot cannibals? Or was it humans? Yeah. That's a Pete question. Are you sure you don't have his notes by accident? <laughs> oh, I, I have lots of continuity. Hey, oh, yes. Thank issues God. On Those, this episode. You mean the kind that can be edited out, right? Probably. The, you know, the thing that I loved about the, the credits this time is I still couldn't place what the weird cartoon was. It was kind other of than, crazy Other than being a weird child yeah. in a spacesuit. But if you watched it closely enough, it was actually one of those cartoon shows from the 60s that that provided the basis for all the Robert Smigel jokes when he was writing for Conan, oh. where they would cut out the lips in a picture. Oh, was and it? Then, really? Yeah, so it was, a, it was a still frame, and then there was, like, real lips moving. Those bits on Conan in the oh, wow. mid-'90s, early-'90s, actually. Well, yeah, it was, it was like junior high, high school were uh, so important to me and just my, my uh, like, uh, comedy Robert, fandom Robert Smigel growth, as you know? Bill Clinton oh, was yeah. just insane. <laughs> just go, Woo! We didn't get to the Conan reference uh, last episode. Uh, the Hooker Bot 5000 was a reference to a Late Night with Conan O'Brien skit. I didn't for, even... Oh, see, um, I'm, uh, I'm ashamed of myself. I can't remember now. It was in my notes For this and many week, reasons. So they... I they, guess. Anyways, so no. can I ask how many cold openings they do? This because was not the, a cold opening. This was one of the first ones that didn't... There was no oh, cold yeah, there opening. Was, this was a, they, well, this is part so of the far, story, they've done I guess. A, a, a lot of them. Yeah, I've, sort did of they a get pre-credit away from that later? scene. But this is—I mean, uh, in, in my recollection, they only did a handful of this. They did not pre, do pre—that's what I'm saying. Did they like pre stop after a while? Credits thing. That was probably a, this. Isn't that a cold opening? It For, sounds like Tom no, has the answer. You just it, let him talk. Yeah, Tom. First of all, this one did not have a cold opening. It had mm -hmm. the credits. Then they started with the them coming back. Not on the DVD. Oh. Not on Netflix. What is it? Tell me, tell me. No, tell me. it is. I watched the DVD. On the DVD. It is on, on the DVD. Netflix. 
On Remind the DVD me. that I got in 2003 mm-hmm. when I was living with Dan. Very um, important, yeah. It has the... Um, uh, all the way, I'm going, you know, we came from Cannibal on all the way to um, Titanic. That sounds nice. Mm-hmm. Is all before the credits. And then the credits. Which, I feel like that's which the version is how I saw, too. I, mean, I take my notes in chronological order, yeah, and I have too. stuff before the credits. So mm-hmm. it oh, must actually, have happened So that do way. I, because I have um, 21 to 24 written down when he's talking about when Fry is saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then filmed on location, which is the the credits. Uh, I take right, back right. my my assertiveness in Tom's uh favor because he clearly he's wrong that's okay i'm used to both of you guys being wrong like, like you don't even have to point it, it out it's well, they, like they go to it. the south street spaceport now i was just at south the street south street seaport mm-hmm. in new york but so is that a reference wow, to fancy new york pants? then well it's, they're in it's, new it's, new yeah, york they're in new <laughs> new york so they have they have that but this would have been i guess it wouldn't matter because it's new new york but this was done before the twin towers came down and that's actually right. just, it's a few blocks away from that. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it's three years before the... Um, yeah, Give or I, take? I, 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 two, two years. I'm sorry, two years, yeah. Based on IMDb, this episode aired September 26, 1999. Okay. That was my birthday. Really? No way! Yeah, I would have been 24 and, years old. Oh, and, uh, happy, um, happy birthday. Please. Hey, steal my identity, somebody. In, uh, uh, in conjunction with that, Titanic actually came out in 1997. So this was already two years old. I was wondering about that. Titanic was probably still in the theaters at that point. Oh, it was, well, it was it, the I think end of 2007. Is. It was at the end of 2007. I, I think remember they're still waiting to see how much it makes. <laughs> because uh, I remember it coming out during winter. Um, and, you know, those things always come out right before, um, like, winter break or whatever. Um, you always want to see a movie about dying on an ice floe. In the middle of the Arctic. God damn it, guys! You are right. Oh, <laughs> watching the episode, I right had to pull up the episode because I, I was. Swear I didn't God, even realize. I, it was, I knew you were you were on some kind of. Uh, uh, I was on a mission. I thought there, I was yeah. right. And then you meet the captain of the Titanic, and lo and behold, that's it's Zap why Brannigan. that was one of the things that your brother was like. Uh, this is a Zap Brannigan episode. I'm like, yes, oh, so you yeah, know how he, he starts too. having great lines. Like he starts but, to really. But I want to be the one who brings this up. Okay, yeah. Obviously, they is throw... it about how much you miss Phil Hartman? Oh God, yeah. You no, know, you know, you know that <laughs> no. Philip J. Fry it's, is named it's been long for enough Phil Hartman. That, okay, you know he's been on enough episodes at this point. I in didn't the podcast know that. that. Yeah, Philip J. Fry was named for Phil Hartman. Correct. Oh my because God, because he was such a friend of Matt Groening um, that they he Matt Groening changed the name of Phil Fry's character. Fry's wow. character to. Yeah, for for Philip uh, J. Fry. That's making me really misty eyed. Yeah, um, yeah, I did not know, I know that either. And that's it's, um, yeah, that's getting me crazy, right here, right? But no, I wanted to be the one to mention that they throw uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's head at Titanic because this shows that the people of the year three thousand know about Titanic. Oh, right. So so or they don't, or they don't, but. There's something later that happens that also references what is it? What's that, the other? Um, uh, comets, the icebergs of the sky. See, but that was just a, a, yeah. a throwaway, a like device. a dumb line for right. us to enjoy that Zap Brannigan's an idiot, you know, and that he would call it that. It's Right, right, but, I mean, he could have called it anything. I mean, that. I think it's more along the lines of them christening 
the boat that Zap says he's going to fly her brains out, they, but with Leonardo DiCaprio's head. They also it's a very young head. They also wanted Leonardo DiCaprio in this episode, and he, he wouldn't do declined. it. Declined. So they used well, him. Well, I mean, to, he's too cool. You know, regardless of the writing, he's allowed I, to be. I think he's, the, he seems pretty cool. I think the idea of this. <laughs> I think the idea of of uh, regardless of. We know that there are people who lived in the year 1999 that were writing this, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. The fact is, is that if we are analyzing this show as a drama that happens in the year That's 3000, my job. We'll yeah. do it later. No, right? but you're right about the first one. About but I agree with that. It, yeah. it, it, you know, I mean, Why the, would the mayor have Leonardo right, DiCaprio's right. head if I it mean, wasn't related? The whole joke at the, uh, at the opening. You could have just grabbed somebody out of the Museum of Heads. Yeah, it, but that's... Or they could have thrown a piece that's less uh, random a champagne than, at it. Yeah, could that's have been less, James Cameron's head. That's what I'm saying. Right, would be the same. That's less random than Zap talking about um, the comets being the icebergs of, of the sky. That's uh, it's too specific. It's there's the also a whole other episode of Futurama that deals with a Titanic type ship. So it's they ran the, out of ideas early. No, it's it's the, actually the episode. You're the one who always says spoilers. You're you're. I no, mean, we're over on. that. We, I love that Zap we, like is immediately on Talila, like white on rice though, with his uh, the subtle waltz of seduction, knocking very central boots. Very central. You know, yeah, like yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah. he's just he's he's so guileless. He's just really he like the lack of really self awareness is really beautiful. But then the fact that he completely doesn't remember Fry. Like he yeah. imprisoned Fry on it's his like ship before. It's like Mr. Burns before. not Wait. remembering Homer for every <laughs> yeah. episode. Like I, I, we have to, we have to talk about the uh, yeah, yeah. visual gag of Leela not knowing which guy oh, to looks be back and her, forth. Oh, so her good. boyfriend. Um, uh, no, uh, uh, mm, uh, that weird looking uh, alien, the the two hundred year old man, guy. Please uh, uh, wish it was Zoidberg. <laughs> <laughs> Poor. Horns and then we get to meet La Barbara. Uh, that re- that Hermes. Re- yeah. that re- I didn't re- know re- that Hermes had a that, wife. That visual gag reminded me of uh, when they were trying to pick the captain and Fry's eating cereal and he's pointing to himself and it's going, <laughs> he's like, mm, he's going back and forth. I did. I did some. I actually did a little bit, tiny bit of research at the end of the episode because I wanted to check on a couple credits. Yeah, La Barbara is played by Don Lewis, right. who was Jalisa on a different world and also composed the theme song for that show with Bill Cosby. So that's wow. a downer. Oh, wow. So the retiree people of the assistant living nebula were <laughs> defeated by Zap Gr- Brannigan, which uh, most episodes he on most episodes that he's on. There's some tale of him, uh, unheroically defeating some cowardly like weak group of people like the you know um it's just I, yeah, a matter of knowing their kill limit <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> uh, we, that, that was the earlier one with the um ascending wave after w- wave of wave uh, uh, of men at, you know um did you notice that w- it, when they get into the professor's like suite in first class and everything like that zoidberg actually gets to have a like a live in for oh, yeah. like stay Which, in first class. Yeah, I don't think at this point I don't think we're finding out that they all don't like him. That no, he's the boob the, or whatever. Had, like Hermes, it was but, so mean to him last episode. Yeah, we were. Why did Zoidberg get to stay that, in first class? Cause because I thought they all got thrown into. I think at this point there was still. This is just a my theory. It's, the the it's Fiesta not, deck. No, no, I have nothing to back this up. I feel like <laughs> we're at a point where that character's development is. Uh, 
oh, he's the doctor that that um, uh, uh, the professor hired. We don't know that he's we know he's a bad doctor, but we don't know that he's a bad doctor all around or that he's a, a you know, a, a doofus or whatever. Like it's not everything really that has yet. happened with him is he's been a doofus in the entire so far. Most of the time, he just made him. some like cutting remarks, and, or just—I mean, it could stupid be stupid remarks about fr- fry being a human and all. Yeah, his... we found. Yeah, we found out he's a, he's not good at human medicine, but other than that, um, so that's the, definitely the, I think. That's, the first of my sticking, comments sticking about Bender and his unrealistic physicality. He sees the Countess. His eyes telescope out. Right. Okay, that's great. They drop. Then they fall out completely, and they're like. For you know, like ivory tubes or something, like it doesn't like, make sounds like, like light bulbs, yes. yeah, like bulbs, yeah, but they don't break. No, they they're never probably break. made of uh, some pretty strong stuff. They fall out a lot, yeah, they're, they fall out a lot. They're, they're future glass, that seems like yeah, a yeah, yeah. construction gorilla glass, problem. man. Gorilla glass. So, question, um, have you guys yet dis- uh, discussed Zoidberg's race? No. Other than that, no. He, there's that whole episode about it. You know, okay, and yeah, and I know origins. you'll get to it. Yeah, I know you'll get to it. But um, why? Why do you? Ask? Other than so, that, they so, didn't hire a real lobster person to play him, which is another. So, uh, we can talk about whitewashing later in the episode. I think we have an opportunity for that. Um, That's racist, Pete. Go ahead, Lewis. That's racist race, too. But you can continue. Uh, speaking about race. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, when, when they go down through the decks. And you have like Irish, and it's like <laughs> totally traditional Irish. Irish but then it keeps like the descending in the steerage, and the steerage. Yeah, they get into steerage, and then they go into like the, the engineering deck and uh, the bowels of the ship. And it's all you so know, shirtless lumberjacking guys. It goes second, uh, second class, which is uh, like the family cruise yeah. class. Right, um, steerage, steerage, laundry, bowels of the ship. Fiesta deck. I like that the laundry was a whole deck of just clothes being washed. Like, it wasn't <laughs> a bunch of washing machines. The Fiesta deck looked like the apartment that Fry and Bender looked at that was underwater back <laughs> oh, yeah. in iRobot. Yeah, yeah. But it you was know, that same sort of thing. But, but it was the in New Jersey. <laughs> the, reactor, the reactor uh, exhaust. The reactor exhaust, exhaust is being held back by like a yeah. paper... <laughs> Wind, it says uh, window shade. I think it's a stand back or uh, Pete. You were yeah. going to bring up uh, Hermes wife in this. You didn't know your wife. She becomes a reoccurring character. This is the first. This is another episode. We meet a couple uh, reoccurring characters. So the, this universe. Oh, and the Wongs. Yeah, that we meet Amy's parents and. Is this uh, the Hermes first wife. Wongs? Is, is this the first episode? Yeah, of Wongs? first yes. one with okay. her parents. Because um, I was wondering about that. Amy goes to fill up on Bisque. Yeah. Right. Uh, Which uh, her- later. That fat guy puts his fingers into yes. the same bisque. Which you which, have to wonder if he was doing that before. Too. Right, exactly. Which, gross. which I thought of. Uh, um, Her- Hermes backstories. Um, but I was going to bring up Hermes I w- backstory. Yeah, I was, uh, let me let me let me say this real quick, and then and, uh, why don't you host this show? <laughs> um, before you get to the, um, are you talking about the limbo thing? I was just going to mention. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to Hermes in general. Before uh, we get to that, house limits only three do overs. Yes, I wrote it down. I that wrote is my that favorite down. joke of the entire. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that was so Gwen glad that, was that. Uh, that was a good Futurama joke. <laughs> I am so. I glad liked how I there was a pause, I, and yeah. I just said that. I, I, yeah. I, Thanks oh, for God, making I'm us so all glad. wait for I'm a, checking that off my for list. A pretty good joke. Um, well, also, his cheating unit malfunction. My cheating unit malfunction. But also Isaac. Oh yeah, everyone knows what that's a reference to. And it's funny because, well, yeah, it's from the Love Boat, but. But just that, um, I didn't realize that i i i products were out. That Apple products were being called i things back then. I 
I don't think I had an an iPod until so this is 1999. I probably got an iPod maybe in like 2002. No, this is that's a good question. No, Actually, I think that's a great iPods, question. I don't think iPods came out until 2001. This is probably still okay. referencing iMacs. That's oh. very true. That's very true. Yeah, yeah. So this, oh, I mean, man. I think the first one came out. Did you out hear how like, nerdy my O was? I was like, oh, really? <laughs> what I a think, great nerd I think fact. version one of the iMac came out in 96, 97. Then when, that was just the blue and white one. And then the second iteration was the one with all of the colors. And that would have been around 99. Mm-hmm. Speaking of yeah, that, that, have you seen the big, like, they had, like, the blue and the pink. Yeah, like the, the cathode, yeah. you know, it was like a, a, basically a monitor. Have that you, was the first in, intonation of, like, the eye yes. thing that people... Have you seen the uh, slowed down videos of Jeff Goldblum? He did yeah, ads saw, for yeah. those through those iMacs. Okay. He, and someone just took them and put them at half speed. And it's Jeff it's, Goldblum. It's funny speaking but he does the jeff goldblum speak but half speed it sounds like he's completely drunk and it is just the funniest thing you will ever watch on the internet i guarantee it if i had a chance to go talk to isaac i would also order your biggest cheapest strongest drink (laughs) that's that's kind of what i i do anyway i bender was really going after my own heart with that so so let's talk about the Countess de la Roca. Wait, wait, wait. P- put a pin in that real quick. Uh, Tom had to tell us all his favorite joke from the show. I wanted to say real quick about Hermes. Um, one of the, th- the reasons that I like his character so much is that I feel like they had this this blank slate. It's like, here's this character. He's a, he's a, he's a, a bureaucrat. The, the bureaucrat, and he uh, is Jamaican. And then, which, okay, he's already like a random character, and then everything they add to his backstory, and I don't know if this is what you were going to say too, Lewis, is so random, but then they have to run with it. Like his wife, uh, uh, later his, his kid, uh, his limbo thing comes back later. Like, Well, it's interesting you should say that. Uh, I, I had a note on I this. don't know if I'd use the word interesting, but go ahead. Okay. Lewis well, seems interested. I'll, I'll, I'll make this as uninteresting as possible. Oh, please. Just, uh, that's three. but uh, that's why uh, I'm doing this. Hermes obviously is a Greek god, uh, and um, he. By is the way, the- Hermes' original name was Dexter. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. Uh, Hermes is the god of trade, border crossings, messenger of the god, and sports and athletes. Ah, okay. So Hermes, it, uh, is Hermes the, was in he's the, the one with the, the little wings on his shoes, right? With the arm yeah, ankles, so right? he's Mercury. But if he was in, yeah. if he was in the Olympics, if Hermes was in the mm-hmm. Olympics, then that's obviously a reference to Hermes the god, because so they were taking Hermes his name was and the god adding that to his Olympics. character, like oh, right. oh, I didn't. Right. I didn't so that's good. That, that isn't he good. the god of burning itch too? Oh, that's Herpes. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Tom. I did not expect that. Speaking of itches, they, they so, when they so, go to the deck <laughs> and Zap and Kip are talking, I've got the itch. captain's itch, <laughs> which I'd really like to see the captain's so, itch play out as some other thing. But when he replots the course to fly through the comet oh field, yeah. which are which is where he the says icebergs the, of the icebergs sky, of the sky. I had to make a note that Kiff makes the best grunts. Like his his noises. Oh, you feel it in your uh, in the yeah, bottom of your soul. Like it's just uh, 
his 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 pain and his just his his drudgery of being. So why does he stay blowhard? in servitude with Zap? Because he's a soldier and he's a good soldier. He is because he's loyal. Yeah, it's exactly like if Spock hated Captain Kirk, but just followed yeah, order he because would... he's loyal and lo- lo- like logical. So, he but wouldn't it be illogical it? to, you know, follow a no buffoonish not in, blowhard? Not in not in the military. Not That's in the military. You, you follow chain your chain of command. Did you say blowhard or blowhard? I said blowhard. After Zap Brannigan decides to reroute the leisure cruise. That's when we meet. Which I love that Amy, map. Amy Wong's parents. What, wait, real quick. What does Zap say? Um, he, he said that's a coward's route or something like that. What's no, his, no, no, no. It, it doesn't have a. Oh no, he needs a route with more chest hair. Well, that's it. Yeah, I love that one. <laughs> with yeah. some chest hair. So, Mister and Mrs. Wong, Leo and which which brings Leo in Wong. which brings in the, the sit- whitewashing because the sitcom Billy West trope. No, the sitcom trope. Because Billy West does Mr. Wong's voice, and can again, you guys, can you guys get over it? Like seriously, it's a cartoon. No, I'm dude. just, I'm we're just getting asking. on it. We're clearly, getting on it. It's 2016. I'm getting on it. Clearly, there were no all female ghost, Asian Ghostbusters actors that were able to do voiceover in 1999. Not, not counting the true. fact. No, no, no. Wait a Amy minute. Amy Wong's minute. voice is. Um, She's an Asian American. Yeah, as so is her mother because they're played both played by Lauren Tom. But but this is before the whole we need celebrities in cartoons. Um, We're talking about racial sensitivity. Yes, and I Charlton am to get Heston, away from it. Charlton Heston played a Mexican in Touch of Evil. That was, come on, guys. We're, we're, it's time to talk about these things. It's time to talk about them. We're bringing it to the forefront, all right? That's what this podcast is about. It's not even just, about Futurama. They're, they're not committing early on. That's, I mean, that's the point. Maybe, I maybe just, Billy West uh, identifies with no race. So it brings, uh, brings in the whole West. sitcom trope. Which of. does come in, you know, they, they do a few later on, but uh, sitcom trope of uh, a... Say it one more time, I dare you. Troop? No, you're saying it right. You just said it too many times. <laughs> Fry is put in the middle of being a boyfriend to Leela and... Amy. He's but I, oh, I love that it's aware of itself. You know? That's a show. What's it right. called? Three's Company. Three's That's Company has they've... nothing to do... Three's Company... Are you kidding? You must have written that down, Three's Company. Yes, I did, but... Okay. Three's, I did too, so did Three's I. Company wasn't about a fake love triangle. Yeah, Three's it no. was all the time. Three's Company no. was about... Every other episode. John Ritter, John Ritter as Jack Tripper, yeah. pretended to be gay... In order to be just a roommate to, just to, to the landlord, there were so many other Chrissy situations amongst their friends and their peers where he wasn't pretending to be gay. He was just him. And there were a bunch of episodes where he had to pretend to be so and so. So, okay, whatever. The, the episode where he wears the cowboy hat to play it's his also, cousin. Also, Fry thinking that his situation is a threes company situation. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's the funny part about it because it actually really isn't. Exactly. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Uh, but it's but it's such a sitcom, though. I mean, it, it really is. is. Exactly. No, it's, 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 and, and that's it's, the point you of could, it. That's have you got, wait, of have, it. have you guys brought up that it's kind of like a sitcom trope? I haven't heard that phrase before. I really... Hey, Hurchie, what's that name of that restaurant that uh, has all the things <laughs> on the wall? Sitcom tropes. <laughs> uh, crazy... Uh, I, I actually thought... Uh, Feedback. Number one, we should take a minute of silence for... 
the John Ritter, absolutely. No, no, for the 2980 Olympics kid that tried to imitate Hermes <laughs> and he died. Because <laughs> it was too low. That background sound was great. <laughs> when, when they are on deck uh, uh, doing the limbo, Zoidberg's floral moo moo. <laughs> <laughs> It's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, there was a moment when uh, Fry and Leela were about to kiss, and they panned out, and they saw all the other couples. Zoidberg was with a character, like a jellyfish woman, right? That was actually in the Miss Universe cost uh, uh, contest. Yep. Later yeah. Later on. Yeah. She's also a nurse in a lot of episodes. I feel like we're still allowed to do Jamaican accents, and it's not racist. Would you guys agree? You can't do an Asian accent anymore. He still it didn't. I he, think so, Mon. He still. Yeah, I mean, I just I feel like you could be like, "Hey, I'm on the beach, Mon," and but other ones. Hermes, uh, uh, the. Well, this is a thousand years in the future. Hermes Phil, is really uh, what's Phil? Phil Lamar <laughs> is Hermes. Yeah, yes. yeah, from Mad he TV. still and has not fiction. fleshed out his accent for Marvin. Hermes, though. No, and that's. That's another one of the notes I took when I did my research. Phil Lamar was Marvin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why, why did you take that note? Because I was looking up the IMDb credits to figure out who was who. Huh. I thought Fry also played Isaac, in which case it would have been a double whammy on the whitewashing. Mm-hmm. But it, it wasn't. I think it was Phil Lamar. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything in your notes about um, after Bender confesses to the countess that he is not rich about, about the his, magnet the magnet the magnetic bow tie not making him crazy it oh, absolutely oh his neck, i didn't think his about neck, that yeah how do we neck and below wow neck yeah. and below it's his head that has oh, his yeah, inhibition right. unit in that there. tracks it, yeah, is this is every every time that happens it's somewhere another above his are you, okay so going back to the the episode on the moon when he gets picked up by the magnetic dolly, is it on his head or is it on his back? Which is the last It's a super I strong saw. electromagnet. It's on his entire body. Doesn't matter because no, a, it does. a refrigerator it does. magnet. A super strong electromagnet. A refrigerator magnet on, on his, his head, head made him crazy. Yeah. Right. So that's it, where it you is. wouldn't so you it, would not it's the need amount of or, magnetism that can affect his inhibition unit in his head. The inhibition unit is in his head. So. You can't see it right now on the podcast. That's fine, but he audio, had magnetic but I'm wings holding up stuck onto his back in the of last episode with little waves going that were strong enough to stay on his body. Drew on an make really him quickly. fly, carrying two other bodies. I don't buy it. I think it's lazy storytelling. They bring that up in the commentary of the episode. The like Matt Groening and uh, I think you're just David X. Cohen. That. No, they really do bring it up, and they've said that Good podcast high five is neck. Yeah, it doesn't thanks. affect that, and it's a small enough magnet. But I figured you would do that. So also, absolutely. So if we're gonna talk about uh, robotic um, inconsistencies, when he draws Countess naked and she's a schematic. Yeah, that was great. Right, right. So, so I wondered about that, and I could not find great joke. What what that schematic was? Oh, you looked it up. That's Tom's job, and he probably didn't do it. I really tried to find that, and obviously it was a you know electronic schematic of some sort. It could just be. I mean, it could be gobbledygook. Yeah, you really think schematic of Zach Delaroche from (laughs) Rage Against the Machine? Um, My favorite line. Why do they kiss the robots? Sometimes robots do that. Well, okay, so he no. says uh, uh, that 
I like that you guys all were just like, I said, sometimes robots do that. And you guys were like, all right, acceptable, Lewis. Because yeah. he's just yeah. a poor, so, lazy, sexy fraud. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the name of one of the chapters on the DVD for this episode. Poor, is lazy, what? sexy really? fraud. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't notice yeah. the chapter titles. <laughs> when they went to the captain's dinner, I love that the menu was all you can eat plus a whole chicken. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> Which was is great. basically all right. my dream. Okay, so everybody got to say one of their favorite lines. Here's, here's mine. Uh, I, I thought, uh, you know, you were date, dating Amy. She's, you know, she's got two eyes. You've got two eyes. Yeah, we seem like the perfect match. <laughs> yeah. Just a great fry, you know. But yet he says that's a um, very romantic nebula. Oh, I mean platonic. So how does Fry even know the word platonic if he's that stupid? <sighs> no, Dude, we it's... we talk about this in a lot of episodes. How Fry will go back and forth between being. The most stupid. For the sake of comedy. Yes, person. Because, you know also, what? have you met me? That's, I, that's, all, that's my whole life. Every now, day. Now, this is actually, episode 10 that. is the first one I didn't have a note that said Fry is so dumb. Arguably, it could go in after he says the Three's Company line, yeah, but no. I feel like that's yeah, stretching. Like, oh, this, is, all right. this is the first episode. Where he didn't have a great where I, Fry I, line. Yeah, yeah. What's the, the, when I say Fry is so dumb, it doesn't have to be dumb lines. It's just like him doing something so incredibly mm-hmm. stupid or not making connections. So it's that like that wasn't part of his uh, for, for the vehicle of this plot. That wasn't part of who he his character needed to be for this. He was supposed to be uh, modus this, this tool that was being used for this love triangle fun uh, fiasco. You know, it also brings like the first time that. Fry and Leela have shown a connection, which actually the w- first, will the, up until continue now, throughout up, up until now, it's series. been... Uh, uh, She's his boss, basically. Yeah, and yeah. he hasn't expressed any real interest in her, except maybe like a couple little jokes. This is where the Sam and Diane thing that goes on for, what, seven seasons or eight seasons or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, or... Uh, of, of I know Lila, it's just is, a cartoon, Tom. Which is what I think. But Leela is smoking hot. She is smoking with, hot. With, Very with, true. With uh, Katie Seagal's voice and just, I'm she's telling such you. a bad Google Rule 34, Leela. <laughs> You'll <laughs> find some good things on there. <laughs> the Countess sacrifices herself for Bender. Yeah. Telling Bender Why? he has so much to live for, who is just this poor, cheating, lying yeah. robot. He's got friends, though. And he's got shareware. No, they both have shareware. I mean, really, why couldn't All she robots just upload that was a great personality to that, into yeah, that something? Time period. I mean, again, I, I like the the flipping of the Titanic storyline, where instead of the man nobly letting himself freeze to death, where there's, I mean, there was room on that door. She was just selfish. But, you know, the, the woman is saved by the noble hero. This is a vice versa where it's... I didn't it's, even think of that. That is yeah. pretty cool. We also didn't talk about at all Zap Brannigan's yeah, whole, like, thing in this entire episode of just doing everything to make this ship crash. And every Which time you're his, like... Every time he's this, in an episode, it's, but you know... It's every time it's like, okay, he's doing this, and this is what's going to cause that yeah. to happen. Something changes... Like when he and then he to, makes the next the, thing worse. The comets, the 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 comets and the iceberg of the sea are like, oh, you're gonna get yeah. hit by comets. No, he steers it off into a black hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That blackish hole is and thing. I, that's Zap Brannigan. I think is like one of the best parts of this episode. I forgot that. Um, I thought that the Amy, uh, Kiff thing happened later in a different way. 
here is the first this is uh, the seeds being sown. Yeah, the the very first little like because that turns into a whole thing that carries on through a lot of episodes. And this was supposed to be a joke, like yeah, just in this episode because yeah, he's, yeah, he's captain because Zap Brannigan took off in that little but they, space yeah. <laughs> ship. <laughs> they introduce Amy's willingness to you know date other species pretty early on when they she's also at, show at the you hip that joint. Amy's she, a slut. They really she used to be fat when she was younger. And now oh, she's they just like a real Schmidt later, story, and, and kind of all her parents want are grandkids. Yeah, clearly. But but they do they do show you that uh, uh, us we're watching this. We're like, oh, Kiff is this this tiny little green guy or whatever. But it's the year three thousand. There's so many different types of uh, you know humanoids and aliens and people and everything that uh, Kiff is a handsome dude. Apparently, like that you know we wouldn't recognize his type of attractiveness, but that Amy is open to that and that you know. You know what? That's, uh, you know what? The she's story... very progressive, at least. You know, Tom, you called her a slut. That's all right. You know, you can shame her if you want or whatever for for having fun, Tom. But I'm not shaming her. She's what? Let's just like let's a, just refer to her as a girl. She, so. She's sex positive. She yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, so there Lewis, is, thank you for uh, being on the podcast. Where can people a, find out you about your artistic endeavors? An, uh, you, M- you are, an e you are a music person, and you have you have an available. alter ego. Um, my alter ego is called X-ray Burns. And say where that one more time. Go? Say that one time. One, one more time. time. X-ray Burns. No, no, no. Say my alter ego is an X-ray Burns. My alter ego is called X-ray Burns, and you can find him on Facebook. Um, Only Facebook and. Twitter, um, I'm X-ray alibi at X-ray alibi. Um, Bandcamp things, other things. Bandcamp, CDs? yeah, iTunes, um, yeah, YouTube, uh, X-ray burns. Pornhub. Can I can I just say real quick that your X-ray burns uh, project sounds like Futurama? All Cal- right, called X-ray uh, burns. Look me up. Look it up. Buy my stuff. Check out X-ray burns. Uh, you can check us out. On Twitter at SlurmcastPod, uh, same with the Instagram at SlurmcastPod. I like I like the way Chris Hardwick does it. You can find me on the Instagram and the tweets at SlurmcastPod. I don't know who you that is. You can email us Sorry. at SlurmcastPod at gmail.com. We also yeah. have a telephone and number. you can call us at 216-438-468-377. Try them both. Try them both. You'll find so, it. So here's our number. So call us maybe. Um, we'll post it. No one no one gets to the end of the podcast. We all know that. No one gets to the beginning of this podcast. Uh, thanks a lot, everybody. What about um, you? I've decided to give up on... Oh, uh, Twitter, at rhorchief, R-H-Q-Q-Q. Someday, <laughs> someday you and I will get credits, Tom. It'll be great. Thanks, everybody. I've decided to give up on coming up with taglines. Thanks for listening. Bye. Uh, uh, d- d- don't forget to neuter and spay your pets. I already stopped the uh, recording. <laughs>